ladies, puberty, PMT, pregnancy, the menopause. Yes, your hormones have been taking you for a ride for years. Hot flushes on the bus, menopausal meltdowns in the office, whatever those hormones have made you do, Jenny Smith and Kate Bouse are here to lend a sympathetic ear. Why not write in and share your hormonal hell with the girls? Don't worry, they've heard it all before. It's time to put those hormones in the firing line. This is Dear Hormones. Welcome to your safe space, ladies. Coming up on today's show, too much jelly sends one woman over the edge, rage over a library book, and a van driver reveals an embarrassing secret. Hi, and welcome back to Deal Hormones. Hi, Kate. Hello, Jenny. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. I've had a good week. Have you? Yeah, had a really good week, thanks. And also, we've had some really good letters in again, so I think we've got a good episode ahead of us. Um, I must say, I have had lots of people coming up to me talking about that poo story. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. It was Did a anybody really say good that one. They had, has, has anybody had any similar experiences? Not that they've, not that they've owned up to. <laughs> But there was just a lot, of, yeah, lots of people have found that very funny. And a lot of people have been discussing the clear up process, <laughs> like <laughs> how that went, which was what I was um, interested in last week as well. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to email that girl back and see whether she can um, just describe. Oh, <laughs> not in too much detail, but just want to know how that, how, how that went. <laughs> oh, God, maybe we should just start with our first letter. I think so. Let, let's carry on. Let's crack on. Okay. This first letter, I'm I love this first letter and I'll tell you why, because it's almost identical to the chicken wing story <gasps> that I told you in episode one. Yes, somebody else, somebody else has had the exact same experience as me. It's so brilliant. And this one is called Jelly. Mm. <laughs> okay, it's from Jess and she's in London. Dear Jenny and Kate, loving the podcast so far and finding so much to identify with. In fact, the story in episode one chicken wings was very similar to an experience of mine young son first week in secondary school and experiencing for the very first time a choice of food in the school canteen from a smorgasbord of noxious sorry it's funny <laughs> from a, a smorgasbord of <laughs> sorry i can't get it <laughs> what are you going to say smogger, from a smorgasbord of not <laughs> Hang on. Oh, from a smorgasbord of noxious crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, sorry, I'm quite crying. <laughs> okay. He was in heaven. <laughs> noxious crap. It is like that at secondary school, isn't it? They go from having all this wholesome food at primary and then they could just choose whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kate, hang on. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> Jenny, am I okay. going to have to take over? Oh, it's going to be one of those. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be. He, he was in heaven. Yeah, yes. 
It was bye-bye wholesome carrot sticks and pasta bakes of primary school and hello chicken, <laughs> hello chicken nuggets and jelly. Lots and lots of jelly. <laughs> And chicken wings as well, of course. Oh, of course, of course, the chicken wings. <laughs> oh, this has started so well. <laughs> okay, now, this period coincided with my actual periods vanishing for several months, only to be replaced with hot flushes and crippling insomnia. Ooh. And then, yeah, I know exactly the same as me. And then my periods returned constant bloody periods with no let up at all and still the flushes came i couldn't sleep and was so brain fogged that i actually got lost in the holiday cottage we'd rented that august Becoming... <laughs> oh i want to know more about that <laughs> i know Be becoming disorientated between the laundry room and lounge <laughs> a distance of approximately 20 feet and having to call out to my husband for help. <gasps> I know. Oh, bless her. Yeah. I was also, my family told me later, when I'd been on HRT for several weeks and was no longer a threat to society, really rather angry a lot of the time too. Mm. This woman could be me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise you it's not. <laughs> so, early September and son's first day at secondary school all fine and dandy new friends check kind form teacher check and what did you have for lunch today no this is your story <laughs> nuggets and jelly that's nice dear day two still friends with the new friends good and what did you have for lunch pizza and jelly okay, okay. day three. Oh. The new friends have both got girlfriends now, so you've made two new friends. And um, and what did you have for lunch? Chicken wings oh. and jelly. Oh, well, it's a bit <laughs> of variation. Bloody chicken wings. We've gone yeah. from the nuggets to the wings. And jelly. Day four. Still holding on to the two new friends, though someone called someone else a loser at lunchtime. And speaking of lunch, I asked, what did you eat today? Fish and chips and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you know, I don't think I have, it's very rare that I ask my children what they've had for lunch. Am I unusual in that? Yeah, just... it's just you're not in the menopause yet. Just what you wait, perimenopause. I'm, gonna, I'm going to make a thing yeah. of asking them this week and I'll report back next week. Yes, to, let, let, let us know, let us know. Fish and chips and jelly. Okay, I said, what's with the jelly? What? What's with the jelly? You've never been that into jelly before. Why are you eating so much jelly? Because I like it. Not that much, you don't. Who else is eating jelly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do feel that this is you, Jenny. Yeah, I really yeah, I do. Know. I, it's, it's because really you're not. reading it as well. <laughs> yeah. um, who else is eating jelly? Uh, everyone. Mm. That, that was it. He'd admitted it. He was eating jelly every day because everyone else was eating jelly. And this meant that he was already slave to peer pressure. Just four days into his first week at secondary school and he was bending over backwards to spoon. 
just spewing jelly into himself. <laughs> now there's an image to conjure up. To fit in with the popular kids. And this meant he was lost to me, completely lost to me. It would be jelly today, energy drinks tomorrow, ketamine by Christmas, crack cocaine a year from now. Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is the menopausal brain for you, you see <laughs> i don't know how much of the above i said out loud but i know i said enough for him to look slightly terrified it was enough anyway to make me realize i'd gone too far and that this wasn't about jelly at all no this was all about control and the fact that i was losing it not just control of my son, who would soon be growing up and away from me, as he should, but also the loss of control over my body, my fertility, and ultimately, of my purpose in life, which was in a hot and sweaty state of flux. I apologised. My son was lovely about it. It's probably your hormones, Mum, he said. I'd been very open about being menopausal, and went and hid in my room for a while, and probably cried. Oh, Jess. Oh, God, poor Jess. It took another four months before I finally did something about my symptoms. Four more months of sleeplessness, flushes and rage. But hey, it was the menopause. All women go through it and you just have to cope the best you can. And besides, I was in the driving seat. Going on HRT was the opposite of that. It would mean relinquishing control because I'd be giving myself over to medication. And if my mother could breeze through the menopause without any help at all, then why couldn't I? Mm. In the end, it was my lovely husband who spoke some sense. If what you're going through was happening to one of your friends, he said, what would you tell her to do? I said, I'd tell her to see the GP. I booked an appointment the following week and took back control. As for my son, he immediately stopped eating jelly at lunchtime and is now addicted to flapjacks. <laughs> um, I, 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 that letter made me laugh so much at the beginning because it was it was almost identical to the chicken wings, wasn't it? Really like the, similar. The rage that she felt because he was having jelly and, the, and then where her brain went, you know, he's, he's succumbed to peer pressure. Therefore, blah, 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 he's going to be addicted to Coke. <laughs> No, you know, crap it's all irrational and yet yeah yeah totally <laughs> irrational see it. oh now he's having flapjacks so a different different form of noxious crap from the small gas board you pronounce small gas board very well jenny you oh, I did. I tried. I, I did. Yeah, I tried to do it like I was Swedish. Yeah, smorgasbord. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed that, Kate. Thank I you. Did. It's the it Eurovision in me. It's the oh, Eurovision song. Yes, <laughs> it's always been there. Um, yeah. Yes, and what she said as well about how if her mother could breeze through the menopause, then why couldn't she? That's we've we've said before, haven't we? That um, it it doesn't necessarily follow. I mean, it's like no. my mum who suffered so much with PMT, and I haven't. You never know which way it's going to go. And Auntie Joy, Auntie Joy looked forward to the menopause, didn't she? Because all of her sisters had said how it was wonderful and they just like started wearing sexy thongs. And then she yeah. had she had a yeah. different experience of it. That's right. 
So, Interestingly, though, Kate, um, as I mentioned before, I'm a photographer and um, I actually photographed a doctor the other day called De Dr. Meg Arrell. In fact, you could look her up because she does lots and lots of stuff about the menopause. And so obviously we started talking about the podcast and talking about um, the menopause in general. And she actually said to me that if your mum suffered badly with um, the menopause, it actually is quite likely that you will as well. So there actually is a it is a connection. I know obviously not in every single case, mm. but she said that it's quite common. And she also said, if you suffer really badly with PMT, then you quite likely will have a bad menopause as well. And I'd also heard that from somebody else. And that kind of ties in with me because I did suffer very badly with PMT and I have had a pretty shitty menopause so mm. far in terms of the rage anyway you've got another letter for us oh thank you jess by the way for that letter that's one of my favorites so far it was a great letter i've got another letter now this one interestingly is not addressed to us jenny it's not been written to jenny and kate this letter has been written to dear hormones directly addressing her hormones dear hormones we need to talk it's not you it's me or maybe it's you we're fast approaching our 30 year anniversary. Ours is a long-term relationship with a lifelong commitment that we can't get out of. I don't know where I end and you begin. You're a huge part of me. And yet there are times when I feel that I don't really know you at all. Sometimes I don't know myself when I behave in a certain way. And I wonder if it's you taking over, making me say and do things I feel deeply ashamed of and regret. Is it you that makes me shout at the kids or the dog when they do something I don't like? Is it you that makes me convinced at certain times of the month that I will definitely divorce my husband for not putting his glass in the dishwasher? As I embark on my 40s and look ahead to a further change in our relationship via the perimenopause and eventually the menopause, I'm sometimes staggered by how little I seem to know about you and how you affect me. Because it's, it's quite a serious, wow. can you see that it's like quite a serious... Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've actually welled up. I've actually welled up as well, reading yeah, it. I'm not, how sure, funny. I'm not sure I can yeah. read it. <laughs> oh, okay, I know. That's actually, why is it making us cry? Okay, carry on. I actually think I'm going to sob. So, so, so am oh, I, God. look. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, how weird. Okay, what okay. a lovely letter. And she's okay, also said on. that we can say who she is as well, so she's called Fiona. It's a very <laughs> emotional letter. Fiona, thank you so much for your honesty. Um, so Fiona continues, growing up in Ireland in the 80s and starting my periods in the early 90s, I remember how difficult it was for my mum to talk about sex with me. When I innocently inquired about the facts of life at the dinner table one evening, I was met with silence. And a few days later, my mum handed me a book containing some of the answers to my questions. I feel so bad for her as she grew up in an island that was still deeply traumatised from its colonial history and the subsequent subjugation of the population by the Catholic Church. My mum grew up in an island where tampons were the work of the devil. So I don't blame her for her shyness around the subject. I, yeah, I, what to say about that, I just, it's shocking, isn't it? Later, I remember taking it upon myself to go to the GP and asking to be put on the pill when I felt I was in a relationship where I would lose my virginity. There was no discussion at the time of how that decision may or may not affect you, dear hormones, or our relationship. I remember no warmth or concern, only annoyance from the female GP who gave me the prescription and rolled her eyes. 
awful, mm. awful experience for you. Mm. Oh, I have to say, I remember my my experience when I first went on the pill was not a sort of a, a warm, <laughs> warm kind of experience either. I mean, mine was very different. I was I was not in Ireland. I was actually in Germany at the time. Um, in Germany, it's, the, the health system is very wonderful. They have lots of different doctors for different things. So if you want to take the contraceptive pill, you have to go along to the, the, the women's doctor, the Frauenarzt. Um, and so I sort of, I, I went along and I was young, I was 18. And I went along there and um, just thinking I'd ask for the contraceptive pill, which in Germany actually has a very interesting name. It's called, it's called the anti-baby pillar. <laughs> <laughs> which translates as the anti-baby pill. <laughs> I think I could have worked that translation out myself, Kate. <laughs> yes, I think you could. So it's like, you know, anti-baby pillar. The anti-baby yeah, it does, pillar. does what it says, yeah. So along I went to ask for my anti-baby pillar. I, I was subjected to a, a thorough examination, which I mean is all very well, but it was so, I was 18 and, and it was literally, right, okay, strip up your lower half. And, and this all in German too, and I didn't, and my German wasn't wonderful oh. at the time. It was a proper internal examination. It was like a kind of an ultrasound Oh my goodness, Jenny! It was oh, quite Kate. yes. I was like, oh, I just expected her to hand me some some pills, but no. The lady then said she was she was looking on her little screen, and then she said, "Oh, I think that could be a pregnancy." What? <laughs> I know. And I was, you know, I was eighteen, and I was absolutely horrified. I mean, I I, I, was, like, oh, I, I was going, no, 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 no. I think they could probably hear my screams from the waiting room. I was terrified. It, it wasn't but I think you know she was so matter of fact it's just this matter of fact yes I think that could be a pregnancy without any kind of consideration for how this might affect an 18 year old girl yeah the fact, the fact that you're 18 and you've got and you've gone in to get the pill in the first place so she knows you clearly don't want to get pregnant and yet she just throws that remark around well, it would have been nice if she could have looked checked before she said that but no she yes, just sort of yes. said it it's a continuous flow of her thought could be a pregnancy um anyway it wasn't it was all okay um so going back to Fiona's story um, there she was at the GP and she says she remembers no warmth or concern, only annoyance from the GP who rolled her eyes at her. Is that where my ignorance about you began, dear hormones? Coming from a country still deeply ashamed about sex and sexual matters, where sexually active young women lived in fear of becoming pregnant and being unable at that time to access abortion services in their own country. Why was I not taught in school about this lifelong relationship I would be in? where you might profoundly affect me. Have you gone again? <laughs> I know, why is it getting us so sad? <laughs> I think, she's, I think that she's, she's just written it so beautifully and it's, it's packed full of emotion, isn't it? You can oh. just sort of feel what this girl has gone through. Right, I'm gonna get hold You're of my right. emotions here, yes, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why was I not talked in school about this lifelong relationship I would be in where you might profoundly affect me? and not in ways that a hot water bottle and a nice cup of tea would alleviate. Anyway, I digress. Here we are, nonetheless, after our various menage a trois with the contraceptive pill, two babies, the latter with an extended period of breastfeeding, and it's back to being just you and me. Let's face it, sometimes we're very angry, aren't we? But how do we distinguish ourselves from all the other things that shape who a person really is? I'm sorry, Kate, I'm also crying. I know. Oh, go on. Sorry about that. Why is it going? Why are we so upset by it? <laughs> <laughs> mm. <Yeah>, go. 
<laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <sighs> but how do we distinguish ourselves from all the other things that shape who a person is? Can I really blame you for all my unsavory and unwarranted outbursts? Is it you that makes me so frustrated and cross and irrational? Or is it a lack of self-care, that 21st century term for how the responsibility is on us to fix ourselves when we live in a way that's broken? All the pressure to be, as Jerry Hall once put it, a maid in the living room, a cook in the kitchen, and a whore in the bedroom. I would add to that, the perfect mother. Could it be that a whole generation of women, the women who can have it all, are cracking under the pressure to be at all to everyone in their lives? Dear hormones, it may... I wish this wasn't on Zoom so we could uh, have a hug. <laughs> <laughs> that might make it worse. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, sorry, need to play my notes again. Dear hormones, it may not be you that is entirely to blame, but the way that we live our lives now, far from family and the village, expected to be all things to all people all of the time. But certainly understanding you and your role in all of this is another thing on my endless to-do list. I promise I will tell my children everything about you and me when the time is right, just as soon as I figure it out myself. <laughs> oh, Jenny, we're both really crying. <laughs> yeah. Let this be the decade when I try to understand you better and respect you and your impact on me. Maybe we can find a way to coexist peacefully and maybe I will find a way to stop blaming you for broad societal problems relating to how we live today. P.S. Was it you that made me throw that baby walker toy so hard against the wall that I put a permanent dent in it? Or was that me? <laughs> oh, Fiona, what me. an honest story and it's brought me and Jenny really to tears. I found it, really it hard has. to finish reading that letter. So that's so emotional and just really sort of hit a nerve, I think. Just by, just by addressing the hormones themselves, there's, there's something about that that, you know, we, we are sort of left in this sort of quandary. Is it me? Is it my hormones? Is it, or, or am I, am I, like the letter I think that we had last week. Marie, um, wasn't that it? Girl, the, yeah. yeah, the screaming banshee letter, you know, where she's just like, was left sort of wondering, you know, am I the monster here? Or, you know, or is it is it my hormones and... You know how how much can we blame them? And I don't know. There's just so, so much in that letter that I um I just when there's so really much going felt. on inside your head, yeah, often caused by hormones. It's hard to really have a sort of a hot. Things are so busy, and sometimes you can just lose sight of what yeah. you are. And oh, yeah, it's complicated. Oh goodness, I, that's uh, the fact we both started crying at exactly the same time, Kate. <laughs> I think we might need let's, to have a little break, actually, just for me to blow my nose, Jenny. If you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's break off and we'll come okay. back with a slight... We're going to come return. back with a happier letter. Oh, uh, yeah. Feeling hotter than the surface of the sun? Raging at the kids for eating too loudly? Walking into rooms and forgetting what you're doing there? Could your hormones be mugging you off? Tell us all about it at dearhormones at yahoo.com or at dearhormones on Instagram. Right, we're back. Nose is blown. Yeah, we wiped <laughs> our tears away. And Kate, you've got another letter for us. So this one, I think, has got a slightly different tone. This letter is called Overdue. It's written to us by Cathy. Dear Jenny and Kate, listening to your podcast has finally made the penny drop. I'm perimenopausal. 
I'm wondering, you know, Jenny, I'm wondering if the penny's dropping with me if I'm perimenopausal after my tears at that letter. I mean, like, the oh, massive maybe response that's what it just is. there. Oh, yeah. very, very emotional. Yeah. This, <laughs> Kathy says, the stories you have been sharing about rage have been so similar to my own experiences that I now realise it must be hormone related and I'm not actually turning into a monster of my own accord. No, Kathy, you're not. I recognise myself in so many of your stories, particularly those involving the kids. I was fuming with my 18-year-old the other day when I arrived home, yet again, to three pairs of trainers scattered across the floor. A half-eaten bowl of cereal on the counter. A jumper tossed over a chair. A wet <laughs> towel on the bathroom floor. She's describing my house. <laughs> yeah. The shower light left on. The lid of the toothpaste off and the hand towel with toothpaste smeared all over it, left in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think she's just described every every household with a teenager there, hasn't she? <laughs> this is a daily occurrence, by the way, but one that I'm having less and less patience with. Last week, a number of things happened that wound me up way more than they ought to. Here's one of them. My husband had a library book that was due back. And as I worked close by, I said that I would drop it off for him. I arrived at the library at 10 past four, but found the doors to be locked. <laughs> Immediately enraged, I pressed my nose to the glass and I spotted four people inside chatting. Oh, that's annoying. That's annoying, isn't it? It's, it's locked, but they're in there and they're chatting. Okay. Open the door, open the door. She just wants to return a book. I knocked on the door to get their attention and I waved the book around in the air, mouthing to them that I just wanted to return it. But they just gave me a shrug of the shoulders. They turned away and they continued their conversation. Oh, my God. I mean, menopause or not, that is infuriating. It was then that I noticed a sign on the door saying that, due to COVID, they were ah. closing their doors early at 4pm. I was 10 minutes late. Oh, so annoying. I was furious. <laughs> Unable to get the staff's attention and unable to let it go, I drove home in a frenzy and immediately phoned the local council. Phoned <laughs> the local council? Wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, I actually bothered to phone the local council over a library book. <laughs> <laughs> the perimenopause has turned me into a woman who simply cannot let things go. I oh, launched... I know. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I know. <laughs> I hear that all the time from lots of my friends about this not being able to just let it go. <laughs> we had one last week or the, or the week before, I think, about this where someone couldn't let something go. I launched into a tirade over the phone about being a working woman and how closing at 4pm was no good to anyone. That the staff had seen me and chosen to ignore me. And how if they thought I was going to pay the fine, then they had another thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this straight. The fine in question was 35p. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she's bothered to phone the local council. She's like, wow, so much. She's gone and phoned the local council and she's enraged at the prospect she might have to pay a fine of 35 pence. I love Kathy. I love Kathy. I'm sure the phone call is costing her more than 35 pence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it would have done. 
what made matters even worse was that the person on the end of the phone was being really reasonable with me. This, oh, no, this, this is, is again. Like... Yes, I think we're thinking of the same one. Bum in the air. Bum in the, the air. <laughs> <laughs> the woman who had gone. The woman who had gone to the shop, and the ma- and, and she was cross because she couldn't take something back, and he was really reasoning with her, wasn't he? Saying, "Oh, don't worry, you can go and take it back to another shop," and she hated it. Same thing here. saying that I could take the book back now and someone would let me in apologizing explaining that it was because of covid why they had to close early and really trying to help this is (laughs) not what I wanted to hear (laughs) exactly the same I just love that I love and I get it I get it Maybe we should have a meetup sometime for everybody who has written a letter into Dear Hormones and that we could all, everyone could come together and share directly with I each other. Love, <laughs> I love that idea. Let's do it. Let's organise a coffee. <laughs> oh, I don't know about anyone else, but when this rage takes hold, I almost start to enjoy myself. It's all consuming. <laughs> yeah. You said that, Jenny. You said yeah. the same thing. I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, exactly what you mean. You want to get to the end of your rage. You know, you don't want someone to reason with you and tell, you know, give you an out. You need to get it all off your chest. You kind of, you do start to enjoy it. It's like a, it bubbles up and takes over. Mm. It's a fury like no other. And when someone starts to reason with me, I feel completely deflated. Like I've been cheated out of a rage that I fully deserved. <laughs> yeah, cheated out of the rage. That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, you don't want to be cheated out of that rage. You need it. <laughs> am I crazy? Thanks to this podcast, I know that I'm not. But I am off to have a chat with my GP about my options. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cathy. Brilliant. Oh, now, that just isn't that that tone of that letter is so similar to so many other letters we've had it's such a common thing isn't it this the rage and not letting things go little things annoying us more and more and more and that is 100 percent the perimenopause at work or hormones at work because also with pmt the same thing can happen there it's amazing the impact hormones have on us isn't it like it's I just it's incredible like not an obvious thing to say with it, this being the podcast called dear hormones but the more we read these letters the more kind of incredible it becomes seems to me just the impact that the hormones have and i'm feeling so like i agree with you at the moment because i'm still all sort of snuffly and all, all teary from fiona's letter so i really think they're my... <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm with you hormones hormones they're yeah. doing it to me yeah. too I'm actually wondering, because as everyone is fully aware, we are on Kate's menopause watch. And Mm. I know I also cried at that letter, but let's face it, I am menopausal. But Kate, I'm just saying that's another little thing to notch up, I think, on my little list. I think that was quite a big one today. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not so much on the back burner anymore. Maybe that's really... Anyway, Mm. again, we're keeping our eye on the situation. Um, Anyway, Cathy, thanks for writing in. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, right, last letter, Kate, last letter. And this one is called Van Driver and we don't have a name for this uh, this letter writer. So it's an, an anonymous one. And she says, Dear Jenny and Kate, Throughout my teenage years, I suffered terribly with my periods. They were heavy and very painful and used to cause awful bloating every single month. Basically, what I'm trying to say here is that I used to get really bad wind with every cycle. Before going to university, I took a job as a car parts delivery driver, which was great fun for an 18-year-old girl, driving around the countryside, listening to the radio and meeting all the mechanics at the different garages. As you can imagine, 
They were mostly men who were loads of fun to hang out with and always really helpful with the sometimes heavy loads I was taking to them. This story is going to be good. <laughs> this one particular day, in the middle of winter and in the pouring rain, I was suffering from a particularly heavy and painful period and the bloating had got out of control. The heating was blasting in the van and I was trying to distract myself from the pain by singing along to the radio. But then, just as I approached the next garage on my list, window wipers working overtime, I felt a pain in my stomach and the desperate and urgent need to break wind. Hang on, did this girl, did she have somebody in the van with her at the time? Doesn't look said. like it. I think she's, no, no I okay. think she's, she's solo driving, solo driving. Okay, so she's breaking wind, but it's, it's okay. Don't worry, because it's only her. It's only her mm. inside. Okay, the heating's blasting in the, the van. The heating's blasting, let's imagine it. Something else yeah. might get blo be yeah. blasting soon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well. So she's, she's, yeah. Bro she's broken wind. There's lot, It's very hot inside that van. So we can just imagine that combination now <laughs> as we crack on with the next paragraph. <laughs> I had no choice but to release the gas there and then inside the already hot and humid transit van. Panic! I had to make a decision and fast, so I decided to stop the van abruptly at the end of the driveway to the garage with the intention of quickly getting out before anyone else came to help me. But wait, what was this? In the distance, I saw one of the young, fit mechanics jogging through the rain and reached my car door with such speed that I had no chance to escape. And then, as though in slow motion and with rain dripping off his face, he opened my car door and in so doing was hit by a wave of hot, rancid air, which literally made him take a step backwards and exclaim in a really loud voice, Whoa! Have you farted? No! How? You should not be saying that. <laughs> I really can't remember a time when I felt more embarrassed than that oh this poor girl and that letter Kate actually there is a name at the end and and that letter was from Jenny Smith of Dear Hormones fame <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Kate. oh Jenny! Kate. I don't I haven't really oh, told many you people are that a story. Writer, not saving that until the end not not <laughs> it was oh, you Kate that was awful I'll never forget that day because uh, it, it's true you know during my periods I did get really bad wind and it's wow. that is also a thing I've looked it up I've looked it up yeah and that is definitely like the girl last week who was saying about needing to go to the toilet a lot more yeah but I got incredibly bloated and and I remember it was it was really hot in the fan you know and uh, the windows were all wound up and then I had to fart and <sighs> and obviously I was like so conscious because quite often these because um, my van driving job by the way was one of the best jobs I ever had this is the job I did before I went to university I absolutely loved it because they're all young and fit the men yeah lovely Gosh. fit men but also you just freedom you're driving around in this van all day long on your own you've got the radio blaring it's a really great job and um but they're that but they always were so keen to help all the van drivers were women on the whole and uh, they always came rushing up to the van to help you with the stuff that you got for them and I could see this guy literally running up because it was raining and he didn't want me to get out of the van obviously he wanted to just come and help me quick and I just thought oh no because 
because I, you know, it, the smell wasn't great. And I thought, I've got to get out of the van, I've got to get out of the van. But he was there so fast. He opened the door and, and, and honestly took a step back and honestly said that, whoa, have you farted? But the worst <laughs> of it is, Kate, I was so embarrassed that I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said no. You would say no. I said no, but obviously, of course I had. Of course I had. <laughs> like, what else would that would have explained it? What else? <laughs> oh, no, I was shocked. I was like, no, God, like, how dare you suggest that to me? And then he sort of like brushed over it and went and got the, the exhaust pipe out the back that he was there to collect and went off. And, and I just, window wipers going and I just quickly turned away. But I've never forgotten it. I'm, I'm mortified. I do tell people now because I can laugh about it, but I couldn't laugh about it then, not for a really long time. And then, of course, I had to keep going back to this garage with more things. And I was so embarrassed by this, the idea that I'd farted and he'd smelt it. And it was just... Oh, was Did he ever come back to help? you again or was that it um oh yeah no he did he did he did but it, it was just the unspoken thing between us it was like we'd both been to Nam, <laughs> and we just didn't talk about it anymore <laughs> jenny yeah. you are a brave girl sharing that story. oh Thank yeah you. i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed but it did happen and i know that that you know that is a hormonal thing so i just thought i'm gonna share it i'm gonna i'm gonna get it off my chest was he um, very good looking this man he was quite good looking, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sort of like muscle bound, you know. Yeah, yeah well, they were all quite running, fit. jogging yeah. towards you. <laughs> he had his overalls on, I remember that. And he actually had quite long hair. I remember it was, well, it was the, the 80s, this was. So he had sort of long, long sort of 80s hair, like from a soft rock band. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's where nowadays with our masks, that might have come in handy for him. Oh, I would have loved to have had a mask on for him and me. <laughs> Oh, that's the end. That is the end of this. And that, this is episode eight, Kate. We've done eight episodes now. Can you believe it? Thank you, everyone who's writing in. Again, we say this every week, but please do um, share the podcast with your friends. Please rate and review us on um, Apple Podcasts. Um, it'd be really good to get reviews because that gets other people listening to the show. Um, and I think what we've learned really, Kate, this week and particularly last week, is how much we think this podcast is actually making a difference to women. You know, we wanted to talk about this stuff so that people didn't feel so alone and I think it's quite obvious that it's doing what we wanted it to do so thank you everyone who's written in keep the letters coming and we will see you next week thank you bye bye goodbye thank you that was Dear Hormones with Jenny Smith and Kate Baus if you've got a story to share email the girls at dearhormones at yahoo.com or they're at dearhormones on Instagram until next time <laughs>